Hallelujah. Can you please lift up your right hand with me and close your eyes for a word of prayer? Father, we give you glory once again for tonight and for what you have done up to now. We ask that let grace be made available and let us be able to move within the realms of the spirit to capture your mind so that Lord Jesus will be lifted up. Let your power break loose tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Oh, I said amen. I want to bless God once again for the gift of life and for the opportunity to be here once again. I also want to thank God for the life of Reverend Steve Mensah and Reverend Stanley Mensah for even bringing me back here again. Thank you so much, sir, for bringing me here. I salute all the senior pastors in the house. Thank you so much. I believe that one of the greatest gifts or blessings that God could ever give to man is the gift of a platform. No matter how anointed you are, how talented you are, how, how, how gifted you are, if you don't get the right platform even to manifest your giftings, your giftings will still be in the school of obscurity. I am always excited when I have the privilege to be with you. Tonight, I'm believing God to talk to you for the next 25 minutes, 25 seconds. Then I believe God we will enter into the realm of the prophetic. I want to talk to you on a subject that I've titled, Eight Natures of Prophecy. The Lord sent me on a prophetic assignment to redefine the prophetic. To redefine the prophetic. And so my assignment as a prophet is to bring understanding into the office of the prophet and the things of the spirit. In case you have a Bible, just turn your Bibles with me to Second Kings chapter 7. And we are reading the verse 1 and the verse 2. In case you don't know where Second Kings chapter 7 and the verse 1 and 2 is, just go to the last book of the Bible, which is the book of Revelation. Immediately after Revelation, the next book, Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. But in case you get there, there is nothing like that. Don't get angry with the preacher. Just move on to Genesis. And by the time we close the service, grace will locate you. And it will be at Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. Jesus, Son of God. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of belly for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord, on whom's hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And Elisha responded and said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. You will see the happenings around, but you will not benefit from what is happening. I want to talk to you on what I call eight natures of prophecy. 
I believe that one of the greatest blessings a man could ever have is the ability to interact with divinity and divinity to show you pictures about the past, about the present and interpret them even in the present in order to have a predictable future. In the scripture that we read, the Bible talks about a time of famine, a time of hardship, a time of difficulties. And God released a man in the person of Elisha. And someone who asks, who is Elisha? Elisha was a businessman who had a relationship with Elijah by the instructions of God. And the Bible said that one day Elijah asked Elisha, what do you want me to do for you? So Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And the Bible said, Elijah said to Elisha, you have asked for a hard thing, but not an impossible thing. So when Elisha was able to pay the price, the Bible said the double portion of the spirit of Elijah came and rested upon Elisha. So Elisha was set in the office of the prophet and was moving around carrying out his responsibility as a prophet. Now he entered into this city and he found out that there was a situation and it was a situation of a problem that there was famine. So Elisha communed with God, spoke with God and had an interaction with God and God delivered a word. So Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is different from the word of the prophet. So this is not my counsel. This is a word cooked by divinity. But I am just representing divinity to release the word to you. Prophets are not the originators of prophecies. They are just divine communication channels who transmit the mind of God to humanity. So they are like a broadcasting station that God releases message to them and they transmit them even to humanity. Humanity. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Okay. So Elisha said, tomorrow by this time, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Understand that in the New Testament, the prophet of God has two main assignments. And this assignment is depicted by that which Elijah said that tomorrow by this time things will turn around but it will happen at the gate of Samaria. Now in the olden days when they built cities, they built what they call a tower. On the tower was a watchman. And the watchman had twofold responsibilities. His first responsibility as a watchman is to watch over the city. So when the people in the city go out, even to wage war, and they win the battle, and they are coming in with the spoil, it was the responsibility of the watchman to announce that we have won the battle, and they are bringing in the spoil. So the anybody who hears that assignment will move to the gate. Because it was at the gate where great men used to gather. It was at the gate where spoil was shed. So you get to the gate, then you take your own portion of spoil. In the same way, 
the watchman sat on that tower and when he sees the enemy of this city approaching or advancing towards the city he also announced that the enemies are coming so that the men of the city can take their weapons and defend their property defend the city against that kingdom am i communicating okay so in the new testament the prophet sit on a spiritual tower to see the plans of god concerning a nation concerning a people concerning an individual concerning an event or a situation and he declares the mind of god so somewhere the prophet sat on the spiritual tower and god spoke to him he heard god voice the young man is going to come to you by environment and experience and exposure that young guy has been reduced to be a donkey chaser but my assignment for that young guy is to become a king so when that young guy stands before you declare my counsel concerning him so he will become that which i want him to become then saul meet Samuel, then Samuel makes him to know, you are going to become a king. It was something he had never thought about. It was something he had never experienced. But when the prophet declared the counsel of God, Saul began to walk in the counsel of God. Tonight, someone is about to walk in God's counsel. Number two, the prophet sat on that spiritual tower also to watch and see the schemes, the plans of the enemy and announce to the people that evil is approaching their life so that by the application of wisdom and understanding, they can deliver themselves. So, a young man called Isaiah wakes up one day and hears the voice of God. Walks to the house of Hezekiah and speaks to Hezekiah. Put your house in order. You are about to die. It was not good news. It was advanced knowledge concerning danger. So, God said, you are about to die as I declared it. So, Hezekiah saw in some few days from that time, in some few weeks from that time, in some few months, he was going to die. But he had already received advanced knowledge. His ability to negotiate and work with the knowledge determines the deliverance he received. So with that knowledge at his disposal, he approached the throne of God. And he tell God, I have heard that I'm going to die. But God, your word says, a good father leaves an inheritance, not for himself, but for his children's children. So God, 
I don't have an inheritance to give to my children, talk less of my children's children. So can you do something about this situation of death? He approached the throne room of God and began to tell God, God, David, after he had served his generation, he died. I have not saved my generation. So can something be done about it? You know a lot of people hear words, you are going to die. And they do nothing about the word they have received. Then suddenly, death visits them and takes them away. Why? God gave them advanced knowledge. So a prophet can be released here. And he can tell you, you are 27 years. You have not married before. But I see you marry the first man. You will divorce. You marry the second man. You will divorce. You marry the third man. You will divorce. It is the fourth marriage that will work. Now, he is giving you advanced knowledge concerning happiness in the future, which is negative. So that you yourself will learn what to do to avoid it. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody tonight. I was traveling one day when my wife said, I saw you had a plane crash. I said, thank God, I'm still going. He said, baby, I saw I said, I am not debating it. Seeing you will see. But whether it happens or not depends on what I do with the knowledge you have given me. Okay. Now as I'm talking right now, if someone comes through this door and says that there are groups of people here holding AK-47 and they are killing people, do you think that if I have this information, I'll go through this door? Will I go through this door? Okay. So, that is the foundation. There are about 25 natures of prophecies I have seen, and I believe that there are more, but the eight of them I want to share with you. Number one, number one, the nature of the source. Every prophetic word, every genuine prophetic word has its source in God. Prophets don't know everything because they are not the source of prophecy. When I come to an assembly like this, I don't know everything about you. I only know the one that God reveals. Because I am not the source of that knowledge. God is all-knowing. He is the originator of prophecy. Now because God is the originator of prophecy and the source of prophecy, the Bible said, no word declared by God is mandated to return to him void. But that word that has been spoken will fulfill the assignment it was sent forth. So understand the prophecies have their source in God. Number two, the nature of revelation. Every word has its source in God, but that word comes to man as a revelation. It is within the revelation that your security is in. It's within the revelation that your future is revealed. So 
Elisha come to the city and see famine around and he speak the word. Tomorrow about this time, that was a revelation. Now any time you receive a revelation, most of the time, it does not look like your reality. So if you compare revelation with reality, you will discard revelation. The minister of agriculture knew the reality on the ground. And he knew that for this farming to be over, it would take years. So if a revelation comes and said tomorrow he had the right to fight it. But understand, God's revelation will never consult your past. God's revelation will never consult your experience. God's revelation will never consult what you are going through. So when you receive a revelation, don't compare it to your reality. You need to understand any revelation from God, all things being equal will be higher than what your mind can contain. So Mary is there, she received a revelation, virgin will be pregnant. He said, that is not grammar, because virgin can't be pregnant. Zachariah is there, an angel appeared to him, and said, man, you are about to have a baby. He said, God, listen to me, angel of God. I have tried this many years, it does not work. But within a revelation is your answer. Within a revelation is what you are supposed to become. Number three, the nature of interpretation. I don't have time, that's I want to just, just run over it. The nature of interpretation. The fact that you have a revelation doesn't mean you understand the revelation. The fact that you have received a prophetic word doesn't mean you understand the prophetic word. It is not enough to receive a word. You need to understand the word. It's better not to receive a word than to receive a word you don't understand. If I call my brother the Nigerian man and I say to him, Masa, he wouldn't understand, but he will hear it. So that word will be declared over him, but the understanding will not be there. Are you following me, somebody? So having a revelation is not enough. Do you understand it? God has blessed me with a baby girl. At times I get confused. Because I ask myself, what does she know that I am the father? Because she treats all the guys in the house as if we are the same. Even though she called me Papa, Papa. So I asked myself, does she understand what the meaning of Papa is? Like today, I tried holding her. She said, no. Other people hold her. She, she will go. I said, ah, is she okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. So she will see a microphone. She will see it, but she might not know what it's used for. So Pharaoh has a dream, but he did not understand the dream. So he brings Joseph to bring interpretation. 
It is in the interpretation that you will know what to do with the revelation. Now, a lot of people have not come to the realm to understand the value of revelation. That's why when they come for service, it's like anything can happen. Because if you really understand the revelation, you will know a people they call appointment letter will give someone salary. Another people they call dismissal letter will take your salary away. If you understand the value of revelation, you will know when a man sits in his office that which he says carries power. For, so if you meet a judge on the roadside and your phone rings and say, I have charged for contempt. Go to Sam for two weeks. You can laugh because you know you won't go. He has power, but the power is being demonstrated at the wrong place. But if you meet the same judge at his court, and he tell you, you have been sentenced to 15 years, shake your head, you will go. Now when you know and understand the value of one word from God, you understand the one word from God is worth more than a thousand experiences. You understand the one word from God is worth more than a business plan. Guys were frustrated. They had borrowed an axe head even to cut wood so they would expand their business. Suddenly the axe head fell into the water. Elisha come around and said, where did it fall? He speak one word. Drop it and the thing come up. One word. Jesus is there. The disciples are seen shape written over their faces. They said, what is the matter? He said, sir, they are here for taxes. They said, Peter, where are you? P, come. Take a who go to the sea. Just launch it. You catch a fish. Open the mouth. There is money there. One word. Made shame go on vacation. One word. Made disgrace traveled. One word. So a lot of people don't understand. By now I should be in Insawom. Seven, sixteen years or more in prison. I got a job in a bank. I was in a church like this. I wasn't done with the university. And I picked a man. And I said, sir, there is a letter in your bag right now. And that letter is making you cry. They have dismissed you from your workplace. Come and see the man crying there. If a man is crying, you can imagine what the woman will do. Weep. He did not mind who, where he was and the people. He was crying. It is true, it is true. I said, thou says the Lord, in the next three days, they will call you back. He said, man of God, it doesn't happen. I said, I don't know. God said you'll be called back. He was called back. To show his appreciation. If a young boy who is far away can give me one word and I'll keep my position as the MD. Let me employ him so you'll be close. So without application letter, I receive appointment letter. I got salary without writing a letter. And but God said to me already, go into full-time ministry. If you do anything in the secular, you'll spend 16 years in jail. 
Now, if I decide to obey God's voice, it means that I have to even manage to survive on one Ghana CD a day. And that is a miracle. But I chose that miracle over in Saom. And that word changed me. Just one word. If someone had received a word, does this journey you will not return? Are you sure that no matter the money involved, he will go? One word. Tell somebody one word. Tell somebody one word. You need that word tonight. So the interpretation of the word. Now when understanding comes, the next is the nature of application. What do I do with the word? Because prophecy has the Godward aspect and the manward aspect. The Godward aspect is sure. Because prophecy can be stolen. Prophecy can be can can can, can be a friend simple. Can be diverted. Prophecy can be covered. You can be carrying prophecy and still not be seen prophet. Because when you don't know what to do, the fact that you have a car key in your hand doesn't mean your car will move. So it is raining, but you can't drive. Just wishing will not move the car. If you don't know how to move the car, no matter how intelligent you are, you'll be frustrated. So that is how, how would this to have a prophecy? But you still can't enter into a room. So what do you do with prophecy? The application. If you receive a word, thou sayest the law. This year, you'll be pregnant. And was 68. You need to go and work. Praying is part, but it, is, it will not happen. You have to do what pregnant women do to become pregnant. So if you stand aside, I receive a word, I claim it in the name of Jesus, it will happen. You can confess for 100 years, it will not happen. Because there is something you must do. The responsibility of man must never be taken by God. It becomes irresponsibility. So what are you supposed to do? You receive a word, you are going to marry before 2016. Change the way you smile. Whoever will keep on smiling. Even if there's no need to smile, smile. Change your makeup. Change the way you dress. Are you getting what I'm saying? Change the way you talk. You receive a word. You are going to become a millionaire. Or you are going to get into some strange financial break to change your tight. I said you are change your tight. You are going to become a millionaire. How many of school of money have you attended? How many financial seminars have you attended? So the money can come, but the money will kill you. Because to you, the money will come like it just fell from heaven. But you don't know that God can bring someone with one problem. And it will be an opportunity to use your gift to solve that problem. So the money will be exchanged. So because you don't know, God has released the money, but you can't see it. Am I talking to somebody tonight? What do you do? The application. God said, you become a national prophet. I find out what does it mean national. Last year I tried going to school, but I could not. Hallelujah. This year I'm trying to go to school. Hallelujah. 
because I have seen I'm going to become national prophet. I need to add some things to my life. I get what I'm saying. So that it will not be as if that I can only preach Bible, but I can also preach science. I need to work on my character. I don't have the best of characters anyway. I have some horrible characters, eh? I need to work on them. I can't become national when I easily get angry. I will curse everybody. So I need to work on it. So when you receive the work, what is your responsibility? You're going to become a great man of God. What is, you don't move to Atrium Mountains. When Jesus Christ knew that his, his calling was around, he did not go to a man, he went to, to John the Baptist. So who is your man of God? Who are you serving in the church? What do you do in church? Having to hear, hear that I'm a man of God, keep on moving around. It's familiar spirit you will buy. Somewhere, mother said, God, I give him to. In other words, he's going to be a man of God. He was found in the house of God, not in a mosque. Oh, you are going to become a notable politician. What are you doing reading business books? When you wake up in the morning, listen to the news. Go to the parliament and find out how proceedings go on there. Ask yourself, what is the requirement? If I want to become an MP, what is the requirement? What can it be? The prophecy you receive determines even your character. Even determines your choice of friends. Even determines where you go. I don't preach anywhere. Like this year. I'm more popular in Kumasi than any part of Ghana. I said, because of what God is about to do, I've canceled every church. There are only four churches I'm going to preach for from now in Kumasi. In Accra, I have canceled a lot. I've made up my mind. Are you getting me? Because anything that is everywhere loses its value. Do you know why when you see a goat, you don't run away, but when you see a snake, you run away? You see goat often. So because you see God, where well, is a normal thing. But you see snake once upon a time. So when you see one, you go, hey, you, you keep on jumping. So I said, God, I need to make myself scarce a little bit. I get what I'm saying. So what must I do? What must I do? The miracle is in the doing. The word is correct. But what are you doing with the word? The next is the nature of of condition. Almost every prophecy is conditional. But not all prophecies are conditional. Jesus Christ is going to come back. If you like, pray and cancel it. Father, I'm really enjoying myself. Don't let your son come again. He will come. Give all kinds of offering. God, delay him. He will still come. It is not based on condition. And any moment from now, he will appear. Because every sign shows that Jesus is on his way coming. It's possible as I'm talking, he will appear. I don't know. But the question I want to ask you, are you ready? Ask somebody, are you ready? But understand, every prophecy or most prophecies are conditional. They come to power when you undertake your part. God says that you're going to become a medical doctor. If you go to the law school, you don't, you don't become. By your choice, you are frustrated prophecy. conditional. The next nature, um, let me just look on my note before I give you more than enough. The next nature is the nature of progression. 
You know, you come to church, you know somebody very well, and you know the person to be an armed robber. Suddenly, the person receives a word. You are going to be rich. He says, ah, God. So doesn't God know this guy that is an armed robber? So God is not trying to say he affirms, he approves armed robbery. No, prophecies are conditional, or are progressive. Now, what it means is that no one prophet can give you the total counsel of God. No one meeting will tell you whatever you're supposed to become. So if I am holding the Bible, there's no way I can read the entire Bible at once. So at times I open and I'm at Genesis chapter 1. At times I'm at Matthew chapter 2. The father I'm reading Matthew chapter 2 doesn't mean Revelation chapter 5 is not there. So prophecies are progressive. You, know, you come to a church, maybe one prophet comes around and he pick you. And he say you... You are going to become a great businessman. Fine. You meet another prophet and he say, you, you are going to become a great prophet. He say, I'm confused. How come two prophets tell me two different? They did not tell two different. They told you the same thing. But because you don't know the progressive nature of prophecy, you are confused. Okay, look here. A young guy said, man of God, some say I become a medical doctor. Some say I become... I've become a man of God. Some say I've become a, a businessman. And I'm confused. I say, you are, you are going to become all of them. So become them. Hallelujah. Now, as I'm, I'm standing here, I am someone's husband. I am also somebody's father. At the same time, somebody's son. I am somebody's in-law. I'm somebody's brother. I am somebody's pastor. And I am somebody's friend. I'm also somebody's business partner. But am I not the same person? So it's the same person but different streams. So you don't want to be confused. The nature of progression. I think I'm almost done. How many points have I given so far, please? Six. Then we are... Number seven, the nature of time. Every prophecy is encoded in time. Elijah said, tomorrow by this time. By this time. So if you, ask, you are not expecting tomorrow by this time, forget it. But here you need to understand that timing in the mind of God is not the same as timing in the mind of humanity. Jesus Christ said, I, behold, I am coming quickly. It's over 2,000 years now. So his quickly is over 2,000 years. So when you hear God say, very soon I will make you. Find out what is the meaning of very soon. Someone received prophecy, it took him 55 years before he saw fulfillment. Someone received prophecy the same day. There are people who prophesy to that they ask man of God. 1999, you remember at Takradi Tadisco, you gave me a word. Man of God, I still not come to pass. <laughs> I did my part now. Wait for that time. And there are people, I give prophets like a woman, came to church. She had gone for, she's into construction. And on this contract, she was believing God for. That Friday, she was told that they have awarded a contract to somebody. And she was, she was so mad. Because money has gone into this thing. 
So she came to church and I was ministering and I pick and say, ah, the Lord said you just come from a meeting and they have told you you have given a contract to so so and so. But I see that before today come to an end and before come to an end it was around 9 p.m. Which office is open at 9 p.m.? I said before today come to an end God is saying you receive a call and they will tell you that Monday come and they will hand over the contract because they have changed their mind. We were at East Legon then. She was just descending the stairs after service and she received a call. Auntie so and so, can you come to our office on Monday? We have changed our mind. And that woman was a great woman. She, she gave me something that made me so excited. Hallelujah. And a lot of people, they forget to give something. Hallelujah. I was very interested in that something because it was nice. Hallelujah. So don't get weary over that prophecy. Don't get worried over that promise of God. Hold on to it. The devil contained God's word over your life. God said to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to give you a baby. Abraham waited and waited. Baby wasn't coming. He became so tired. Sarah became so tired. One day while Sarah was looking around, she saw Hagar. He said, Abi, come. Have you seen Hagar? Abraham said, yeah. He said, what do you think? I think she is nice. He said, I'm commanding you, go and make her pregnant. Abraham never said no. Which means that it was already in the heart of Abraham to make Hagar pregnant. Because immediately Sarah said, he never protested. He said, wow. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'll give you all the glory. He had become so tired that almost every option was an option. But understand, as we are worried about that way God said we're making your life, not every good door is a God door. Not every good opportunity is a God opportunity. It might look like that which God said, but look like it's not the same as it is. He looks like El Bernard, he is not El Bernard. One people say, oh, you look like your father. You say, I look like, but I am not. Are you getting me? So hold on. Prophecy will stretch you. I came to this city with prophetic words over my life. I used to prophesy more than I prophesy today. Oh, those days I'll be walking on the roadside and I'll call people. And I'll prophesy, oh, Jesus, I wish those days. And those days I'll prophesy, nothing happened in my life. The more I prophesy, the more insult I received. And I was having prophets on my head. I got so tired. But I kept on holding on. You make me. But God I have not become. But I kept on holding on. I kept on holding on. I have not seen it all. But the little I have seen. Makes me know. If I can trust him. I can see the rest. You know, it should have died yesterday, but God kept you today. It means that that word has not expired yet. That word can still come to pass. The last one I'm done, the nature of fulfillment. The nature of fulfillment. The glory of prophecy is not in prophecy. What do you think? What is, what is the joy in becoming pregnant and miscarrying? When you become pregnant and you miscarry, nobody come and say congratulations for miscarrying. Nobody bring you gift for miscarrying. Oh, you try. So there is no glory in carrying prophecy without fulfillment. The 
Jesus, then I better don't receive a prophecy than to have the prophecy without seeing it coming to pass. Then it's like someone just blew air on me. The nature of fulfillment. When God speaks, what he says must come to pass. When God speaks, what he says must be seen. When God speaks, that which he has declared must come to pass. I pray over your head today. That whatever word God has declared about your life, get ready for fulfillment. Get ready for fulfillment. Get ready for fulfillment. Get ready for fulfillment. In the name of Jesus. Hey, my singers are in the spirit. It no be easy. People are believing God for breakthroughs. Hey, Holy Ghost. God will fulfill that word. Don't give up yet. 2016 is a good year. Our year of growth. Oh my God, my God. You started as a single person, you end up as double. I'm telling you something is about to happen this year. Something is about to happen this year. Double grace upon your life. Double spirituality. Everything around you except marriage, everything will be double in the name of Jesus. It's a glorious year. What are you turning to wine? Should open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Oh, everybody say, Into the darkness you shine. Yeah. And out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. Yeah. 